we know that all things work for good for those who love God. So says St. Paul in this great eighth chapter of the book of Romans or the letter to the Romans. All things work for good for those who love God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that all things work for the good for those who love God? All things, not just good things, not just fun things, not just easy things, not just pleasurable, enjoyable, comfortable things, but all things, which if all means all, includes hardship, suffering, disappointment, discouragement, even our own faults and failings. Paul's serious when he says, we know all things work for the good of those who love God. The key is, do we love God? Because if we love God, then everything in our life works for the good. Certainly the spiritual joys of easy prayer and consolation, but also, my friends, our struggles, the difficulties of life, the sufferings that come with being human and limited, the weaknesses we have, the brokenness that comes with living in a world that hasn't been fully sanctified, even our own brokenness, some of which is visited upon us by the sins of others, some of which we incur by our own sinfulness. But if we love God, then we bring all that to him. And his love is so great, it's so creative, that he can make all of it work for our good. Yes, including our sinfulness. He can make even our sins work for the good. And if you don't believe that, look a long time at a crucifix and just see how God makes even our sins work for the good. At the Easter vigil, we sing the exalted. It's a great hymn, right? And, and one of the lines is, O happy fault of Adam, which won for us so great a savior. That even the sin of Adam and Eve, the original sin, which has caused so much damage in all of our own lives, right? As we inherit that broken state of existence. It's a happy fault because it won for us so great a savior that God's love is so much bigger and that all things, if we offer it to him in love, work for the good. Now, is it easy to offer everything in love? No. And so, God sends us an advocate, the paraclete. Advocate and paraclete, advocate's Latin, paraclete is Greek. It means one who is called to the side of. The Holy Spirit comes. And he comes to aid us in our weakness, specifically where we're most broken, to help us realize we're not alone and that we have active help and it's divine help. The Holy Spirit is fully divine. He's one of the three. <laughs> it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God helps us in our weakness. He himself intercedes for us in our weakness so that we get, can begin to believe that all things work for the good of those who love God, which means we believe that God's love is greater, that God's love is the most powerful active force in our own lives, 
And so the Holy Spirit comes. And as St. Paul writes, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. That's why we have to, as Jesus says in the gospel, we have to strive to enter through the narrow gate. What a great answer, by the way, to the question. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Jesus doesn't say, yeah, a few. Yeah, many. Jesus says, strive. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. Put yourself in it. Strive. Put some effort toward the spiritual life. It's not that we save ourselves. But as St. Irenaeus said, the Lord would not save us without us. We have to be in it. We have to be in it. We have to want it. We have to exercise our desire. And if we exercise that desire, we're striving, right? We're striving to enter through the narrow gate. What does that narrow gate look like? Well, it looks like Jesus. We strive to become more like him. And how do we become like him? We're drawn into him through prayer which is exactly what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit draws us into the Son in prayer where we receive our deepest identity, sons and daughters in the Son. And then the Son leads us to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me, is what Jesus says. How beautiful it all is, how perfectly ordered it is. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us and works within us, meeting us in our weakness, drawing us as adopted sons and daughters to the Son, and then the Son who leads us to the Father. And in the Father's house, that's where we have our true home. That's where we belong. That's where we are most ourselves, in the Father's house, not just in heaven, on this earth, that St. Paul writes about the glorious freedom of the sons and the daughters of God. We're meant to know it, my friends. And all things, if we love God, will lead us to that knowledge. All things, your tiredness, your stress, but also your joys and your successes. All of it, nothing is meaningless. Nothing in your life, if you love God, is meaningless. All of it works for the good. And that good is to be known by God and to know that you're known by God. So let's be simple tonight. We entrust ourselves to the Holy Spirit who teaches us how to pray, who leads us to Jesus, who has given his life for us, not just has given, is giving his life for us in the most holy Eucharist. And through that gift of the Son, we're drawn to the Father who loves you more than you could possibly imagine. How beautifully ordered it all is, how available it is to each one of us tonight.